You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm joined here today by Jeff and Ken. How are you both? Hi, Neil. What's up? Good to see you. Uh, even even in masks, uh, I still like looking into your eyes, through your soul, uh, and into all that is you, if that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That, uh, that's more layers than I think I actually have. Yeah, and uh, you do compare yourself uh, to a nice layered cake. Uh, with sprinkles mm. and uh, cheesecake in the middle with a little bit of red velvet. That's how you told me you consider yourself, right? What are you talking about, Neil? <laughs> and I, I, he's, he's, here. he's saying that he likes looking into Jeff's baby blues and my poopy browns. That's right. <laughs> and Matt uh, mm. fell into my trap. I was trying to vamp until Matt got so fed up he would introduce himself. Uh, how are you, Matt? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, a little less good than a couple minutes ago before you went on your cake rampage. That's all right. Well, uh, it, like Triviality and like uh, all the memes going around, if you cut Triviality, we are actually a cake. So mm-hmm. um, so enjoy that, everyone on the internet. Uh, but we have some very special guests with us today. Uh, one of us is not hosting today. We have a guest host today, and uh, he's coming to us uh, right outside of Philadelphia, and uh, he is an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, and we appreciate his support, and that is Alex Shofit. How's it going, Alex? Doing well. Thank you for having me on. We're super uh, excited to have you here. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Yeah, uh, so I live in the Philadelphia area. Um, I'm currently a fourth-year medical student um, around here. Um, I actually will find out where I match for residency in about a week. So by the time this episode drops, um, I'll know where I'm going. Um, I'm going into adult medicine, general adult medicine, otherwise known as internal medicine. And uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Excited to host today. So you'll be an intern, right? Yes, intern first. And then after that, it's two years of residency. And then... If I want to specialize after that, yeah, you go from intern exactly. to internist. Yep, and then uh, if I want to specialize, we'll we'll see after that. But I'm not quite sure if I if I want to do that just yet. Okay, that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you're going into that trade, and hopefully our show has been um, some distraction from the studies. I'm sure you have a lot of studying. Yeah, it's been it's been good. I actually this week I was on um, critical care. I was in the um, intensive care unit this past week, so it's been uh, it's been busy. But um, this has been like my really good break. I have the full day off. So I'm, I'm excited to host the game. Awesome. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here. And, uh, I have a list here, um, that I was sent and, uh, there's no sound effect there. It didn't work. Anyway, um, we, uh, we have a list of where you could possibly be an intern. It looks like it could either be, uh, Chicago hope, um, Gray's anatomy or uh, New Amsterdam <laughs> hospital. Seattle grace. Or what's, what's the hospital in, um, in house, it doesn't exist. It's like the Princeton, Plain, Plain Plainsboro, right? Yeah. There you go. Oh, you so see, you'll be the new house. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll call you uh, Doctor Duplex. You have, you have twice the knowledge of house. Um, okay. All right. Well, I tried. Um, Your foundation crumbled on that one. You know? <laughs> it did. That's what happens when you buy uh, Mac uh, makeup products. Okay. So our next uh, special guest is going to be playing today. Uh, and she's coming to us from Spartansburg by way of New Mexico and is also an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon. And that is Olivia Reedman. How are you, Olivia? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm super excited to be on the show today. We're excited to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm actually a chiropractic intern. So that's kind of cool. We got the best of both worlds with chiropractic and medicine. 
Um, so I am studying in South Carolina right now. So by this time next year, I'll be a doctor of chiropractic. And the plan is to go back to New Mexico and open my practice there. So based on how much we talk about Neil's back and neck on this show, do you have a, <laughs> do you have a solution for him? He definitely needs to go see a chiropractor. He, yeah. he needs some of those like space boots that hang you upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Inversion table. Yeah. I could probably use that. I do need a little bit of a uh, little bit of needling. I have uh, cervicogenic headaches, which I'm sure Olivia is familiar with. So I need a little bit mm-hmm. of adjustment there. I'll give you a little needling later tonight. Okay, that's, that sounds good. <laughs> Doesn't sound that good. Well, the pinch is is worth the squeeze, is what they say. I think. Um, but uh, yeah, Olivia, we're excited to have you here. Um, I'm not. Going to be playing today because uh, the studio is ripe with uh, tiger, tiger bomb. Tiger bomb. I can smell it through my mask. <laughs> my neck is uh, <laughs> is on fire, so uh, I'm not going to play. So I think that means Jeff and Ken, you're going to be a team. Any ideas on a team name today? We'll be uh, just a little needle. Just a little mm. needle. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Matt, uh, you are partnering with Olivia today. Uh, any ideas uh, for a team name for you two? So I was thinking, you know, you're from New Mexico. It makes me think of Breaking Bad. You're going to be a chiropractor. Uh, obviously, we're going to be Breaking Back. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so I'm really okay. excited. This is a, a full medical show. We have our new uh, official Triviality uh, chiropractor in Olivia, and we have our uh, basically our, our triage doctor, our trauma doctor over here with Alex. So if anything <laughs> happens today, we'll be safe. But Alex, you're going to have to do a tracheotomy through Skype, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. I can do it. Just got to add a therapist to the to the roster, and we'll be good. Yeah, we'll be good. Um, well, uh, we have uh, some some great doctors here today, so let's see uh, the rules guy do his best impression of Hugh Laurie as House. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. It wasn't lupus. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Alex, uh, feel free to uh, take it away and uh, run this game. We're excited. All right, sounds good. So let's start off with question one, round one. So this curved sword's name comes from the Persian word meaning lion's claw. You might see this sword if you're playing a D&D game as a druid or watching the movie Aladdin. Okay, we are locked in because we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, when I think I can of a, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. When I think of a curved sword, I think uh, it's a like a skimpter. Um, I believe that's a curved sword. It's... Uh, it's what the pirates usually have in Final Fantasy games, so that's kind okay. of my in there. So I'm also a nerd, but oh, good. Not, a, not a D&D one nerd. But, um, do you want to lock in with Skimter? Yeah, that's totally fine with me. And everything I know about weapons is from playing Diablo as a uh, junior high school student, and we think this is Scimitar, so basically the same thing, but pronounced differently better <laughs> yes uh points all around uh the correct answer is scimitar or skimtar yeah give them give them the points absolutely. i've never heard it out loud before i've only read it in 8-bit text don't think... you don't you absolutely hate that when you've like seen a word a thousand times and then you pronounce it and it, very publicly people are like what did you say i i understand uh hermione i understand man uh, that one was the worst for me I think Matt's pain is because uh, at the uh, National uh, Coffee Conglomerate, people order uh, mochas with uh, skimter. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Cool. All right, moving on. Uh, question two. Um, so two SNL cast members who joined the cast back in 2013 are often seen together in skits. The reason for this is the two actually got their start in a YouTube sketch comedy group called Good Neighbor Stuff. This was at USC where they studied film together. In fact, one of the actors' characters from his old sketches, named Chris, was even revived for certain SNL skits. Name the two cast members. So I'm not too good with current SNL cast members. The, the one who I think this might apply to is that uh, Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Mooney. That makes sense. And um, the other guy that I think would go with him is the kind of 
more plain looking guy. He sometimes plays more of a straight man. He like looks a little older though. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name. All right. Um, any other cast members that you can think of? Aside from like Michael Chang, Colin Jost, um, who are definitely not either of these guys. Yeah, no. Um, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, but he's been on the show for like 25,000 I think it's the guy that we're thinking of. I just have no idea what his name is. Can't remember it either. The fact that you pulled Kyle Mooney is impressive to me. I think so. Mooney is one of them, but the second one, we'll just say Cecily Strong because we don't know that guy's name. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I said Mooney, and Olivia, you knew it was Kyle Mooney you thought it was, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, we both locked on to that guy. And I think I do think that Pete Davidson is the other one. I'm not 100% sure, but I think they might have come in together. So we said Pete Davidson and Kyle Mooney. That's good. I think you were looking for Beck Bennett. You're you yeah. trying to find yeah. Oh, yeah. Beck Bennett. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, yeah. So the, uh, the answer is uh, Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett uh, for the for the two people. So, yeah, Neil Shucks. totally got it. Yeah. Um, guys <laughs> that really that was exactly yeah. who I was thinking of, too. Uh, there was like a third member. I think his name was Nick. He actually applied with the other two members, but he was the only one that didn't get the job. And the other two actually ended up being on the show and they're still on the show. So I actually don't know what happened to Nick. I believe uh, Melissa McCarthy auditioned with Kristen Wiig, but Melissa McCarthy didn't get chosen. But, you know, whatever happened to her? Yeah, she did all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So uh, question three. Um, DNA uses the element phosphorus as its backbone for our genetic code. In 2010, a NASA research team concluded that there's actually a bacteria that could swap the phosphorus molecule for a new element. Although this paper has been disproven since and made fun of by virtually everyone in the science community, the theory does hold some weight. Although this element is considered extremely poisonous, it is located directly below phosphorus on the periodic table and therefore has some similar properties to phosphorus. What is this element? All right, we're in. All right, so they're locked in. Um, so you you said you're trying to picture the the elemental chart right now. It's not really coming to you. So let's talk about poisonous elements. What do you know about poisonous elements? So the first two that popped in my head were mercury or lead. Mm-hmm. And then he said that they would have similar properties to phosphorus. I don't know if mercury is similar to phosphorus. I feel like lead would be closer Okay. in property. I don't know. So let's let's go with lead. I'm okay with that. Okay. We're locked in. I initially said lead because um, he said carry some weight in the question, and Jeff said that's wrong. Um, and we kind <laughs> I, mean, of... I, I mean, I could be wrong. Don't 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 put don't put me on a pedestal. Well, we kicked around some other ideas. I said sulfur, but that's not poisonous. And then I thought about poisons, and I thought about arsenic, and we went with arsenic. Mm. Mm. So points to one team here. Uh, the correct answer is arsenic. Mm. Wow. That was nice. all Ken. Yeah. <laughs> what a poll. Yeah, Ken brings the arsenic. I bring the old lace. That's that's why they call us <laughs> arsenic and old lace. That's right. <laughs> that's our tag team. <laughs> all right. So uh, question four. So in the real court case called Spam versus Spa-Am, A 1996 movie was sued by Hormel Incorporated, the creators of Spam, for misuse of the name and tarnishing their reputation. Allegedly, the judge threw out the case and exclaimed that Hormel should be, quote, honored that the movie used real pork to represent their product. However, this live-action movie starring Tim Curry did not use a real pig to play Spa-Am, nor did it use a real rat, frog, or bear to play many of its other colorful characters. Name the movie. So we were thinking Tim Curry movies, and you said Clue, and it's probably not Clue. <laughs> um, so we're looking a little later. And the only thing I could think of that has animals in around that era is Jumanji, but I don't remember anyone of that name. But I don't either. Don't, I wouldn't say it was starring him, but all right. Well, anyway, oh. I think oh. we're, we're going to lock in with Jumanji anyway. All right. Well, we thought about Tim Curry movies. Couldn't think of a ton. Um I think the correct answer did cross my mind, but I didn't put the pieces together. And uh, with all the animals, because we were thinking about Muppets, but uh, uh, we uh, we went with Fern Gully. All right, so uh, no points on this one, unfortunately. Um, I think you guys were were close with the Muppet direction. The answer is Muppet Treasure Island. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I was yeah. like, the Muppet Treasure Island doesn't have animals in it, though. <laughs> but then I forgot that half of the Muppets are animals. That's right. In fact. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, number five. Uh, in Shakespeare's Othello, Othello famously overlooks Iago, the main villain, when looking to promote someone to lieutenant. Who does Othello name lieutenant instead of Iago? All right, I think we know this one. Yes, the character is on my bathroom chart, Matt. Um, that doesn't help. I haven't seen it in years. I have to uh, <laughs> use the bathroom. It's an emergency. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, be right back. <laughs> Every time there's a Shakespeare question, you have to use the bathroom. I don't know why. <laughs> what, what do you know about Othello? Oh, my gosh. I literally only know Othello, um, Iago, and Desdemona. Desdemona, yeah. That's it. <laughs> so I have nothing. Do you think he promoted Desdemona? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's how the story goes. Nepotism. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, and I, I'm only thinking of uh, the movie O, and I don't remember how that goes either. Mm. So we're we're out of luck here. Yeah. Who's it's your favorite? Puck. Puck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Puck. Well, we think uh, this character took his promotion and ran with it, founding a very successful electronics company later, and we went with Casio. All right, points to one team uh, here. The yes. correct answer is Casio or Michael Casio. After five questions, it looks like 30 points for just a little needle and 10 points for breaking back. All right, so uh, number six. Uh, mirepoix is a cooking base traditionally used in French cuisine. Its three main ingredients are onion, carrot, and celery, and they're typically diced and sautéed solely in oil or butter. What is the Italian equivalent of mirepoix, which consists of the same three ingredients, the only main difference being that they're minced instead of diced? All right, we're locked in. You guys are locked in? That's not good um, for us. <laughs> think about it, Matt. We were... When we lock in really fast, that's one of two things. Yeah. What, which one do you think um, it is on this one? <laughs> <laughs> is it, uh, is this, so like, ensalada, salad, I don't know if that's also a name for a thing that they make. Gabagool. Yeah. You gotta have the gabagool. <laughs> what about something like having to do with like minestrone? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I feel like those three ingredients are in a minestrone. I don't think that that's yeah. the name for it, but. Maybe it's just like a strony, and if you make it a soup. <laughs> <laughs> we could just say minestrone because at least okay. it's a thing. Yeah. We're that's answering good. with a thing. Know. Minestrone. All right. For a second, we thought that's amore, but uh, being raised Roman Catholic, no more. But uh, being raised that way, we went with Holy Trinity. Uh, so uh, no points here um, for this one. The correct answer is sofrito. Mm. Which is, I think mm. I've heard of. <laughs> favorite meat at Chipotle. Yeah, it's just gonna say that. <laughs> Matt, is that the new stadium near you that WrestleMania is going to be at? Yeah, so, sofrito stadium. All right, so number seven, what is the least populated state capital in the United States, which is in fact so small, it is half the population of the number two spot? It's not as high up as you think, despite the name. Okay, we will lock in. Okay, so the clue, I think, would lead me to Mount Pillar. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. As you would think on a mount, and I don't, yeah. I don't think it's worth discussing anything else because we're going to lead ourselves away from a right answer. We don't want to. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Mount Pillier, lock it in. And we too said Mount Pillier. Points all around. Uh, correct answer on this one is Montpellier or Pellier, however you want to pronounce Allow it. Allow me to say <laughs> things wrong. Uh, I think I, I, think I right. said it wrong. I think, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ken was just. That <laughs> was just a being, being uh, fancy. Don't take my gimmick. That's my. <laughs> it's Mount Simtar. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, number eight. Um, in the 2019 season, New York Jets quarterback Sam Darnold came down with mononucleosis, also known as the kissing disease. On the surface, this may seem like no big deal because things typically return to normal in about a week's time. However, if you had mono in high school, you may remember being told that you can't play contact sports for four to six weeks after being diagnosed. Why is that? And for bonus points, what is the name of the virus that causes mononucleosis? Um, I did not get mono in high school because it required kissing. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, 
I mean, I know mono is like extremely contagious. Um, I'm trying to think of the virus that causes it and it's just like not coming to me. But yeah. so he's asking like the main question is why can you not like play contact sports? Yeah. So my the, the my thought would be it wouldn't have something to do with maybe it's transmitted through the air. Uh, that doesn't make sense though cuz why would it only oh, be contact? Oh, 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 I know. It's because kids share water bottles. Oh, okay. I don't know. I remember there being like an ad or something like you know teams share bottles and stuff. Okay. And it's like super contagious when it's on surfaces. So that's why it's kidney disease. Okay. Um, that's, I, I don't that's know. That's our that first answer. It. Yep. Nope. That's our answer. Weird. Um, <laughs> the virus has just totally slipped my mind. I I can't remember it. Okay. Yeah. Mononucleosis is the name of the thing. So I don't know. Maybe it's named after itself. So your official <laughs> answer is sharing water bottles? Yeah. All right. We uh, are going with a phrase that we hear in the news lately, uh, viral shedding. And mm -hmm. I don't know the name of the virus. No guess. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, unfortunately, no points on this one. Um, for the reason that you can't play contact sports is um, your spleen kind of blows up and it stays mm -hmm. big. You might have remembered them kind of talking about that with Sam Darnold. And there's risk of like rupture if someone tackles you or something mm -hmm. like that. Um so that's why it's like four to six late, weeks later because it kind of stays big for a little bit. And uh, the name of the virus is the Epstein-Barr virus. Oh. Oh, yeah. And, and Epstein-Barr virus didn't cure itself. <laughs> <laughs> Matt got it. <laughs> Took Matt about ten seconds. Uh, I was like, uh, oh, man. okay. All right. So number nine. Um a segment of the episode Treehouse of Horror 3 is dedicated to parodying the film King Kong. The Simpsons are seen on a boat heading towards a mysterious island. Carl claims that he heard the boat was headed towards Ape Island to catch a giant ape. Overhearing this, Lenny becomes sad and wishes they were actually headed to Candy Apple Island instead. Puzzled, someone asks what could possibly be found on Candy Apple Island. In one of my favorite Simpsons jokes of all time, what does Carl say is ironically found on Candy Apple Island? Uh, do you know this? I don't. I can lock in. Okay, good. Man, I'm sure I watched it this year because I I was like going through some of the back catalog. Apes, monkeys. Let's say apes, because he said ironically. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> it's uh, apes, but they're not as big. I believe is is what's on Candy Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Points all around, and Matt nailed it. Um, it's exactly that. Apes, but they're not so big. That's the problem with Candy Apple Island. Good job, guys. Okay, number 10. Uh, mythical creatures can be seen on quite a few flags. However, surprisingly, two countries use a double-headed eagle. These two countries are coincidentally both located in Europe and are within close proximity to one another. Name at least one of the two countries, and bonus five points if you can name both. So you can take two guesses on this one. Good. Yeah, we're good. I know. I think Matt's good, too. Ah, uh, that's very nice of you. Um, I, I'm definitely good on one of them. You guys are locked in. Yeah. So Albania is definitely one of them. Well, I I have no idea. <laughs> could, be, could be Syria. I think that seems familiar. It's some. It's a. It's in close proximity. You want to go with Albania and Syria? Yeah, that sounds okay. good. Locked in. Yep. Uh, the one that I knew for sure is the one that Matt mentions all the time, which is Albania. And uh, we just guessed on the other one. We said uh, New Macedonia. So points all around on this one, but uh, no bonus points for this. So the two countries are Albania and Montenegro is the other country. Mm. Looks like after the first round, uh, the scores are uh, fairly close here. Breaking back has 40 points and just a little needle with 60 points. So what do you have in store for the swing round today, Alex? All right, so for the swing round, um, we're going to play a game called Just Guess the Type of Measurement. So I'm going to give you a bunch of words or phrases, 10 of them, um, and I promise you that each of them is a real unit of measurement that is used by some people, and your, go your job is just to guess um, if the unit given measures time, mass, volume, power, area, or distance, and each of those will be used at least once in the swing round. All right, so your words and phrases are 
a Jubilee, an Olympiad, a Pirate Ninja, a Butt or a Buttload, a Slug, a Mickey, a Board Foot, a Barn, a Dalton, and a Beard Second. All right, we will consider these and we'll be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right. It looks like all the answers are locked in. I heard a lot of guessing, but uh, one thing we don't have to guess about is how much we appreciate all of your Patreon support. If you'd like to join Alex and Olivia on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where there is a ton of extra bonus content, uh, crop drops, uh, special episodes, and uh, also perks. So if you'd like to get uh, some stickers, posters, special loot crate boxes, and much, much more, please go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where... We will help continue to grow the show with your support, and uh, we very much appreciate it. Alex, uh, feel free to take it back away. All right. So first up, we have Jubilee. Would you guys put? We put that is a unit of time. We don't know any most of these. <laughs> um, Matt said that this was a, or he was thinking it was a unit of power. So we went with power. So a Jubilee points to one team here. A Jubilee is a unit of time, actually measuring 50 years. If a Jubilee was a unit of power, we would decide it was the weakest X-Men, right? (laughs) (laughs) With the coolest jacket, though. With the coolest jacket. Oh, (laughs) definitely the best design. No doubt. (laughs) All right. So for the second one, I have Olympiad. Felt a little on the nose, but we said power. Mm, we went with area. Mm, when you guys hear this one, I have a feeling you're going to be a little disappointed. It is a unit of time, and it's four years. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know these were going to make sense. We're in trouble. <laughs> uh, don't worry. The next one doesn't make any sense. It is a pirate ninja. Oh, man. If you want to show strength, pirate ninjas. So we said power. And we went with mass. You can measure something in units of power, uh, pirate ninjas. <laughs> so points to one team here. Um, it is power. Um, no. The uh, NASA needed a unit uh, because since power is energy like per time, and since for the Mars rover, uh, Martian days are different than Earth days. They needed some arbitrary unit of basically how much energy it would expend in a day. Um, in a Martian day, so they decided to call it a pirate ninja for whatever reason. I'd heard that one before, I think. Maybe it was in the Martian, maybe not. Maybe it was just a pop culture thing that I heard. 
Um, all right. So next I have a butt or a butt load. Yep. Um, being very prevalent drinkers, Ken and I were absolutely <laughs> sure that once we had blown past our flagons and casks that we were drinking by the butt. So we said volume. Yeah, you shouldn't drink by the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also said volume. And points to both teams on this one. It's volume. I think it's like a hundred something gallons. It's pretty big. It's a it's a bit it's a big one. Or is that yeah, a hog? <laughs> or is that a hog's head? Is one hundred sixty six gallons? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can never remember. Um, okay, next I have a slug. Uh, we said mass. And we went with power. So how much power can you put behind slugging someone? That was our our thought process. <laughs> All right. So points to one team on this one. It's uh, a unit of mass. It's actually the English <laughs> unit for mass. They use slugs. Um, how are you guessing so many of these correctly? <laughs> Dude, it, like, we, we Googled them. them. All these. <laughs> um, we had an 18% chance on these. Um, next, we have a Mickey. Yep. Uh, we just guessed volume for this one. Mm-hmm. I had a long diatribe about Mickey's malt liquor, and we went with volume. So no points on this one. Um, a Mickey is actually a unit of distance. It's the smallest unit that your mouse can move on the computer. So that's why it's called a Mickey. <laughs> uh, next, we have a uh, board foot. Uh, this one, we're pretty sure, is distance. And we didn't want to be wrong with... Uh... Maybe an obvious answer, so we also went with distance. So for this one, uh, unfortunately, no points to, to any teams on this one. It's actually a unit of volume. I think it's like what lumber, uh, like lumberjacks use. It's basically the volume that a board takes up, mm, essentially. You're Crap, close. It is volume. Next up, we have uh, a barn. We guessed area. Uh, yeah, with our guesses, we couldn't hit the broad side of one of these, and we just think it's area. Uh, points of both teams on this one. Uh, oh. It is area, and that's exactly where it comes from. I think it originated with the Hadron Collider, and um, I guess it's so hard to get the the two like subatomic particles to hit each other that they would joke that their Hadron Collider couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So then they measured <laughs> basically the distance, or I guess the exposed area of a subatomic particle, and they called it a barn. Wow. These scientists are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, next we have a Dalton. Okay. Well, there's a Roadhouse poster behind me, and I swear <laughs> to God, if this isn't power, I'm going to be very yeah. upset. So we guess power. No one Dalton can have all that power. <laughs> uh, we also went with power for the same thought. All right. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. There's uh, <laughs> no points going to teams on this one. It's actually a unit of mass. It's um. It's like the atomic unit for mass. So like when you use the atomic mass of carbon being 12, that's you could say it's 12 dal- Daltons essentially. Mm. And then last but not least, we have a beard second. I think Ken astutely pointed out that this is distance. So that's what we guessed. Yeah, the amount of beard grows per second. Some number of, you know, femtometers per yak to second as he was going on and on. Yeah. Well, we thought that this was... Uh the amount of time a beard grows in or something. I don't know. We just said time because second was in it. Uh, so points to one team, it is distance. Um, it's basically like the same thing as a light year, but instead of how far light travels in a year, it's exactly what you guys said. It's how far a beard grows in a second. It's very small. It's like nanometers or something like that. Yeah. And, the, and the phrase that I'm trying to get to catch on is when you see somebody for the first time in a long time, you say, I haven't seen you in a beard's age. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't caught on yet. But I hope uh, our thousands of listeners will pick and, up on that. And once social distancing goes away, and then it'll once, be all the rage. If all couple thousand <laughs> of you listeners start saying that, it'll go viral. Remember, hashtag beards age. <laughs> all right. After the swing round, it looks like Team Breaking Back will pick up 10 points, bringing their total to 50. And Team Just a Little Needle picking up 30 points, bringing their total to 90. All right, well, that swinging left me satisfied and smiling, so let's go back to the uh, regulation. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So uh, round two, question one. Um, although some may say it is so much more than that, an office chair really is just simply a chair with wheels on it. The first person credited with putting wheels on a chair may actually surprise you. In the mid-1800s, this person attached wheels to his favorite wooden armchair. He said that this helped him navigate his office and access his specimens more easily. However, it is unclear if this invention helped him get his genes to the next generation. Who was this person? I'm cool with that. Did he not? 
I don't remember him. Okay. Having progeny. You weren't there, right? I was not there. You didn't see it? We need Maury to figure it out. <laughs> All right, we're locked in. Jeans makes me think of men, Mendeley, Mendeley. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, it Mendel? Is that? That sounds right. I know there's like the gene doctor and then there's like the horrible Nazi doctor and I don't want to say the wrong one. <laughs> Don't worry, none of the names you've said so far are a horrible Nazi doctor, so you're in the clear. (laughs) Dr. Nazi. Uh, All right, I think we're just going to go with Mendel, because we don't know, right? Yeah, sounds good. Old freewheeling Mendel in his chair. That's a great answer. That sounds super good. Uh, We guessed uh, Thomas Edison. Uh, So, no points on this one. The correct answer for this is Charles Darwin, actually. Oh, that makes Mm -hmm. sense, too. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, all right, so number see, two. See, we were thinking oh. that he didn't have any children, but you were talking about his life's work. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't actually, did he have children? I have no idea. The maybe, maybe not. Be kind of ironic if he didn't, but. he prob- You know what, he probably did have children, but maybe he just took Tesla's. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. All right. So, uh, number two, the head of Han Solo's orphanage in the movie Solo might be surprised to find out that she shares a name with the planet that's closest to our solar system, but not in it. Name the planet. All right. We're, we're locked in. We're locked in, guys. Yeah. Whatever you want to go with. Oh, if God. you know that that's a planet outside of our solar system, I mean. No, I think it's actually from Futurama. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is. Perseon. <laughs> Omicron Perseon. Omicron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's not helpful. You're going to make Lur really pissed off, man. Not Omicron Perseon 1 through 7? <laughs> you know what they say. Men are from Omicron Perseon 7. Women are from Omicron Perseon 9. <laughs> All right, so we have no idea. Uh, can't get there through Solo. You've seen it once. I've seen it zero times. The one Solo, the one Star Wars kind of thing I have not watched. So we don't know that. We don't know the planet. So let's say Pluto. Let's say it got pushed out of our solar system too once we decided it wasn't a planet. And maybe it's taking revenge of the planet in another solar system. (laughs) All right. We know the closest star to our solar system is Proxima Centauri. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know about planets, but I thought Proxima would make a pretty cool character name. So we just said Proxima. All right, so uh, points to one team. Uh, the answer is Proxima. Uh, Proxima B, to be precise, but I mm. would have just accepted Proxima because I, I, they gave a bunch of letters to all the the planets in the Proxima solar system. Cool. All cool, right. Cool, cool. Question three. This late-night talk show host, if he can even be called that, often uses shock humor, surreal comedy, and tortures his guests during his short 10-minute episodes. It may surprise you that this host went to Berkeley College of Music where he played the double bass and earned a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Rumor has it he stood at the gates of Berkeley screaming, let me in, let me in, until they finally let him in. Who was this talk show host? Do you know this one, Olivia? I don't. Well, we're locked in, locked in, locked in. I see his billboard every day. Do you think this is the Between Two Ferns? That's what I'm thinking. Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. And, yeah, and while Stephen Colbert is not a very good interviewer, I wouldn't call it torture. No. <laughs> and Eric Andre has like a full 30-minute show that he used to do, right? It could be him. Eric Andre, that's not a bad guess either. But it could be Zach Galifianakis. I don't know. I thought Eric Andre had like a full 30-minute format show on like Cartoon Network or something, right? Yeah. All right. We'll go with Zach Galifianakis, I guess. Oh, you guys, you're so close. It's, uh, this one's definitely Eric Andre. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, points to one team. The uh, correct answer is Eric Andre. So basically we're that Eric Andre meme right now where he shoots the guy in the chair and then we blame your team for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of using that one, but it was much harder to incorporate into a question than the let me in, let me in give. So yeah. question four. It is somewhat well known that Ryan Gosling was in an episode of Goosebumps called Say Cheese and Die. However, the Goosebumps series could also be accredited with discovering this Canadian actor who would go on to hold a lightsaber in the Star Wars universe. I didn't know Samuel Jackson was uh, Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so we were just going through different actors in the Star Wars universe. So we said um, Ray, the actress, is too young. John Boyega, too British. Ewan McGregor, too Scottish, too, too Scottish, old. Too old, yeah. yeah. Um, and we settled on Hayden Christensen, who is about the right age and possibly Canadian. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure um, if we're wrong. I'm going to be like his character in the marriage story, punching the wall. Uh, <laughs> we're just going with Adam Driver. All right, so points to one team here. Uh, the correct answer is Hayden Christensen. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver may be a little too young also, right? I also, yeah. I also think he's American. Yeah, he was in the Marines. Yeah, he was in the U.S. Marines. Um, if anyone has seen the like thirst trap video John Oliver made dedicated to uh, Adam Driver, it's definitely worth it. You should check it out. <laughs> Link is in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> HBO doesn't need our money, Matt. <laughs> All right. So uh, question five. Uh, Pele was the first teenager to score in a World Cup final. Who was the player who recently got this honor of becoming only the second? It is a shame that Hansen wasn't played over the loudspeakers as soon as it happened. Um, yeah. How much do you know about international soccer, Olivia? Um, like nothing. Absolutely okay. nothing. <laughs> and how much do you know about Hansen? Big Hansen, Stan? Oh, uh, yeah. Stan Hansen? That's about it. Oh, no. Hey, ra- ra- raise that. your hand if you've seen Hansen live in concert. <laughs> just me? It's just Ken. Oh, I, re- just Ken. I really have. I swear to God, guys. <laughs> Yeah, their new stuff slaps. Um, we can. <laughs> you like adult contemporary? It kind of does. <laughs> Nickelback light, they've been called. Um, I think uh, so. Mbop is is interesting because I think it's actually pretty much the answer. His name's like Mbappi or something like that. So that's what we're locking in, locking in with Mbop. So we wrote uh, Zach, t- uh, Tyler, Taylor, whatever it is, Isaac, and. Mbop on this page, and uh, we couldn't work Mbop into an answer, so we went with Isaac. <laughs> All right, so uh, points to one team here. Uh, the correct answer is Mbappe. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mbappe, or we don't do yeah. pronunciation here. Yeah, yeah the, only, <laughs> the only reason I know that is I was watching, maybe it was the World Cup or something, and he became like my favorite international player. I think he was on France's team. Uh, really, really good. Um, so after the f- first five in the second round, it looks like team just a little needle uh, is going to be adding 20 points. So they're at 110 and team breaking back also adding 20 points. will be at 70. All right. So for question six, I just need you to list these medals in order from least expensive to most expensive as of the date of recording. And your three medals are just gold, platinum, and rhodium. Okay, so really quickly, we latched on to gold probably being below platinum. And now we're just trying to figure out where rhodium fits. Um, and much like Jimmy Eat World, we're putting it in the middle, I think. Does that sound, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. so we're going with gold, rhodium, and then platinum. All right. Um, I thought rhodium with like palladium and iridium was like really expensive, like some of the other platinum group metals. So we said gold, platinum, and rhodium. All right. Um, so for this one, the uh, correct answer is platinum, then gold, and then rhodium. So gold rhodium is extremely expensive. But yeah, right now gold is more than platinum. Hmm. Okay. Right. Rhodium is actually what uh, Rhodey's Iron Man suit is actually made of, right? <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. No points on that one, right? No. Yes, no points. Okay. All right, so number seven. The record for the shortest war is somewhere between 38 and 45 minutes in 1896. It was a war between England and this Islamic sultanate that no longer exists today. This territory included a narrow coastal region of East Africa, as well as an Eastern African island of the same name as the Sultanate. The territory and island are now part of present-day Tanzania. What was the territory called? We're locked in. Not, not my specialty again is African history. Spoiler. <laughs> <Not. Same. laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, I don't know, places that yeah. or countries that don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's how i feel everything i'm thinking of definitely ended way before 1896 
All right. Well, let's so, name one of those. Which one? What are you thinking of? I don't know. I don't even know if they're like, I don't not, even think they're Islamic. Not the Ottoman Empire. That was throw one them out. Yeah. No, that, that. that went away when Bob's discount furniture came around. Spent <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so much time thinking about whether we could. This is this is I don't even think we can give a good guess. Right? I can't like I can't think of anything. Constant Constantinople. That's Sounds a thing. Old, yeah. Yeah, old Sounds old good. timey Constantinople. <laughs> Locked in. Uh, you really shouldn't feel bad about not knowing this one because I think this is one where you kind of just know it or you don't. You better be right now. And I I think it came up for <laughs> us at bar trivia like three years ago. Um, and I just absorbed the fact and I haven't forgotten it. I believe this is Zanzibar. Mm. Oh, yes, have All right. <laughs> um, points to one team here. Yeah, the correct answer is Zanzibar. Nice. My favorite uh, nougaty candy. It's also Zanzibar. Where Jack Black uh, orders his food from the song for <laughs> Gently. You'll have to believe that, but yeah. I know I'll have to bleep it. I do that. <laughs> I tell me, you telling me what I have to bleep? I'm getting so into the fact that we have a live soundboard for some reason, like, and, and it's my migraine. I thought we were live, and I was like, oh, I'll just remind you to bleep it. But... You got a bleep on there? You got a bleep on You could add one. So the answer is no. So okay. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question eight. Modern medicine has certainly come a long way, but the regenerative powers of this organ have been known all the way back since the days of Greek mythology. As the tale goes, Zeus takes Prometheus to a mountainside and chains him to a giant boulder. As punishment to Prometheus, a giant eagle comes down and eats this organ every morning. The tale states that the organ would simply grow back by the time the eagle came to feed again, leading to eternal punishment. What is the name of this organ? Yeah, I'm pretty fairly confident that it would be the liver. Okay. I could usually destroy my liver on my own, which I do every Friday and Saturday <laughs> night. So we are going to lock in with the liver. Yeah, we agree. We said the liver. All right. Points all around here. Uh, the correct answer is the liver. Who's the character that has to push the boulder up? Sisyphus. Oh, okay. So it's just uh, many forms of torture in Greek mythology. Yeah. Lots of boulders. Not, not a good time, that's for sure. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Uh, question nine. Last year, my fiance and I adopted a senior chihuahua named Mello, and I'd be completely remiss if I didn't include a chihuahua-themed question. So, what is the name of Elle Woods' chihuahua in the movie Legally Blonde? Oh, <laughs> Do I have to bleep that, Neil? Do I have your permission? You have to bleep that? Time code. Time code. All right, we are locked in with a bad guess. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That... That clicked something. I feel like it's either that or something close yeah. to that. Yeah. So we thought we thought we thought it was um maybe like a tough dog name because he's it's the it's a little dog so it'd be funny if he had a, a like a mean dog's name. So we thought maybe it's Bruiser. Is that that works for you? Yeah. <laughs> so we're locking in with Bruiser. Yeah, I think you're right. We uh, we couldn't remember. Uh, we said Mr. Muffins because <laughs> it's funny. What? Wow, what a pull. Uh, points to one team here. The answer is Bruiser. Good job. We were thinking it was a Mr. Something, too, for a while. It sounded familiar, but then I don't know. I know he saw it in the theater. That's where my <laughs> life was. Five times. <laughs> Last week. It's the only movie showing. All right. Question 10. Chess has experienced quite the boom over the past year thanks to the series The Queen's Gambit and the rise of a lot of popular chess streamers such as Hikaru Nakamura. Who is currently the number one chess player in the world who is from Norway? The guy oh, that you God. said. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Shinsuke Nakamura. Right? That's what you said? No. 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 Holy crap. What is his name? <laughs> oh, you know. I've seen him before online. Like, you know, YouTube recommends chess videos to me once in a while. And there's like different chess <laughs> records, I guess, for like speed chess and like different forms. And I'm just trying to remember if I can pull his name at all. Is it Watson? Is he playing? <laughs> Watson, yeah. I don't know his name at all. So Tim in Deep Blue. <laughs> so if you don't know, we're gonna lock in with Lucky Jorgensen. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That was the the evil coach on the 
the Norway uh, hockey team in D2, I think. Um, it was Iceland. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Get your facts straight. Unbelievable, <laughs> Matt. Very disappointing. There's a there's a new Disney Plus series coming out. The Ducks are the bad guys. Plot twist. Mm. Maybe they um, always were. So much for Gordon Bombay's influence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all I know about chess is from the Queen's Gambit. Uh, and that's not much because they don't really describe chess very well in that movie. No. <laughs> she has wonderful fashion, though. That's what it's mostly about. Um, I don't know. But they're going with Jorgensen. Let's just go with the classic Johnson, right? I don't know. We're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. All right. So the correct answer is Lucky Jorgensen. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Lucky Jorgensen. The correct <laughs> answer is Magnus Carlson. No oh, points. Oh, that's that him. is a name I know. <laughs> yeah, that's close. <laughs> I got the I wish sun. it was Lucky Jorgensen, though. Oh, that would be my indie wrestler name. After regulation, it looks like Team Breaking Back is going to have... 90 points going into the final questions and team just a little needle is going to have 130. All right. So your categories are Cecil, Terra, Cloud, Squall, and Zidane. Oh my All God. Right. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> this is a total mislead. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to wager 30 on all of them. These are final fantasy characters for those at home. Who and, aren't, and oh, are, who aren't <laughs> aware. Yeah. All right. The wagers are now locked in. So let's get the questions. All right. So Cecil. The Cecil Hotel in LA is a rather infamous place for its many gruesome murders, suicides, and mysterious deaths taking place there. Recently, the place gained new attention with a Netflix series called The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. The show centers around one victim who died in 2013. She was last seen frantically pushing the buttons in the elevator and caught national media attention when her body was found in one of the water supply tanks. Reportedly, there was complaints of low water pressure and it tasting funny. What was the name of this victim? All right, Terra. Terra is the personification of Earth named by the Romans, with Terra Mater meaning Mother Earth. The Greeks also had a name for Earth that is Terra's equivalent. What is it? And if you don't know it, the world in Final Fantasy VII shares the same name. Cloud. From funnel clouds to cumulonimbus clouds, clouds can take on many names. What is the name of the wispy shelf-like clouds that are formed from ice at high altitudes? Squall. White Squall is a movie I have not seen, but is by all accounts a wildly mediocre film starring Jeff Bridges and directed by Ridley Scott. Between those two legendary people, how many Oscar wins do they share? And Zidane. Zinedine Zidane is perhaps most famous for his headbutt at the 2006 World Cup Finals. He is currently the manager for which La Liga football club? Okay. We have the questions, so we will work on our answers, and we'll be back. Okay, all the answers are now in, so hopefully we did okay. Let's find out. Okay, so for Cecil. The Cecil Hotel in L.A. is a rather infamous place for its many gruesome murders, suicides, and mysterious deaths taking place there. Recently, the place gained new attention with a Netflix docuseries titled The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. The show centers around one victim who died in 2013. She was last seen frantically pushing the buttons in the elevator and caught national media attention when her body was found in one of the water supply tanks. Reportedly, there was complaints of low water pressure and it tasting funny. What was the name of this victim? First of all, gross. Uh, Second of all, um, we don't know. Uh, I don't tend to watch um, these sorts of documentaries and things, um, but I think I remember the commercials. To me, it looked like a woman of Asian descent, but I'm not sure about that. And we just guessed Lee as a guess. Um, we wagered 20 on this one. Um, Olivia, you said you'd recently watched this. Uh, what did we put down as the answer? We put, um, is it Alicia? Alicia. Alisa. Alisa. We wagered uh, 15. All right. Um, so the correct answer in this one is Alisa Lamb. So Good job. points points to one team, yeah. Yeah, I watched it right away when it came out. It's very interesting and not too far from my apartment. All right, Terra. Terra is the personification of Earth named by the Romans, with Terra Mater meaning Mother Earth. The Greeks also had a name for Earth that is Terra's equivalent. What is it? And if you don't know it, the world in Final Fantasy VII shares the same name. Uh, we wagered 15 again for this one, and we're pretty certain it's Gaia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wagered 20, and I think it's also the name of the planet 
in Captain Planet. They refer to it as this, uh, Gaia. Points all around. Gaia is the correct answer. Also, my favorite celebrity chef is Gaia Fieri. <laughs> it's the Greek version. Yeah. <laughs> of Flavortown. Um, all right, Cloud. From funnel clouds to cumulonimbus clouds, clouds can take on many names. What is the name of the wispy shelf-like clouds that are formed from ice at high altitudes? We wagered 15 on this one, and I think this is cirrostratus, if I remember right, but uh, it's been a while since I've looked into clouds. Sounds good, right, guys? Sounds good. Uh, we wagered 20, and now hearing Nimbus in the question makes me think that we are wrong, because <laughs> <laughs> we locked in with just the old, plain old Nimbus. All right, so uh, points to one team on this one. Uh, the correct answer is cirrus or cirrostratus. Nice, Jeff. Can't take credit for that one. I take credit for the easy ones. All right. Squall. White Squall is a movie I have not seen, but is by all accounts a wildly mediocre film starring Jeff Bridges and directed by Ridley Scott. Between the two legendary people, how many Oscar wins do they share? Yeah, this one's tough. Um, We wagered 15. I don't think Ridley Scott probably has that many Oscars just due to genre that he usually does and i don't think jeff bridges has all that many either i kind of remember up there during the crazy heart year um so we said one yeah we wagered 20 um what were you what were you thinking on this one olivia so we guessed that jeff bridges maybe had one for true grit and ridley scott maybe for aliens so we said four just to give ourselves a little buffer mm-hmm. all right so between the two of them uh they actually only share one oscar so points to one team good job guys now that you say it though i think that, i think it was for true grit not crazy heart no it actually was for crazy, was crazy heart, heart? not true grit oh. yeah mm. yeah so quick note on this question uh there was some confusion over whether he won an oscar for gladiator that's ridley scott um but he did not produce on that so even though it won best picture he did not get a oscar credit and last but not least zidane zinedine zidane is perhaps most famous for his headbutt in the 2006 world cup finals he is currently the manager for which la liga football club we wagered 15 points and we proceeded to name the only la liga team that i knew so we said real madrid it's because it's the only one that matters and it's probably right and we wager 20 because i'm almost 100 sure it's real madrid points all around on the last question it's real madrid so both teams doing pretty good in this final were the wagers enough to let us hold our lead now neil will say in a close matchup <laughs> <laughs> it was a real nail, nail biter he was gonna say it. I, I was going to yeah <laughs> After regulation, uh, both teams went punch for punch in a real nail biter. Uh, it looks like the final scores here are going to be 100 for Breaking Back, who is still renewed for another season, so you will see them again soon. But today's cream of the crop with 175 points, just a little needle. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Feels good to be back on the podium. Can't lie. Yeah, it's been a while for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I picked one up last time we recorded, but my yeah, record okay. is still very bad. I believe that was also a pairing of you and me. So yeah, real powerhouse couple. So here. so we know who's who's pulling the weight. Is that what you're saying? No, I was just sharing in your glory. Well, there's a lot of glory being shared here. Um, but let's go to our guests uh, who spent some time Whole with us today. Glory. We uh, we appreciate it, Olivia. Let's start with you. Any any last words, shout outs? Any anyone you'd like to say hello to? Um. Well, big thanks to Matt for carrying us. <laughs> Um, I want to shout out my dad, Ned. Him and I are huge trivia nerds, and I know he's going to be listening to this, so shout out to my dad. Nice. Hi, um, Ned. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, just want to say, get your spines checked. Chiropractic is a lot um, about a lot more than just back pain and neck pain. It can help a lot of stuff. Um, keep wearing your mask. Get your vaccine. Stay healthy. And thank you guys for letting me be on. This Thanks really for fun. coming on and providing us words to live by. Yes. Thank you very much for uh, giving us your time today. And uh, I'll be seeing you for an appointment uh, in the next month or so. 
We'll see if it'll help. I would say it turns out that virtual chiropractic visits are not very effective, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably not. not. Here, I'll tell you what. You just give me instruction over the uh, Skype call, and I'll do it on Neil. Neil, why don't you just Sounds fall good. backwards over your couch and see how that helps? I'm going to lift you over my head like Bane and then just drop you on my knee. Yeah, that's a real effective one. Hey, as long as we have your endorsement, we'll use it on the website. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I don't endorse it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Will your body break first or your spirit, Neil? <laughs> well, well, thank you for joining us, Olivia, and for your Patreon support. Um, also, a big thank you to Alex for today's game. Uh, a lot of great questions, ones I wish I was playing. And uh, any last words or shout-outs from you? Uh, first, thanks off to the entire uh, Triviality community. Um, when I reached out to have them edit the game, so many different people got back to me. I actually couldn't get to everybody. but So really thank you. You guys are so nice and so generous and really helped me a lot with these questions. Um, I'd also like to thank my fiance Zoe, who helped me out with many of these questions. Um, also, as well as basically my entire med school, who will be watching this episode probably, as well as helping me out in between um, certain stuff in the student lounge, helping me out with questions, um, Pavan in particular, and Greg as well. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And if any of your friends uh, end up joining you in a residency anywhere, um, I believe your performance today was good enough where they can just let you hit the snooze button once when you're taking a nap uh, in between uh, sessions. So. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today, both Olivia and Alex. Uh, for Jeff, Ken, Matt, Olivia, Alex, and myself, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. That's the Lord of the Rings joke for you, Neil. Oh, is it? That's, maybe that's why I don't I don't want to watch it right away because there's a lot of feet. I think that's like I, I think I've repeated that already. Just, there's like two minutes of Hobbit feet. You're it's fine. not that much feet. There's only three Tarantinos of feet in that movie. But any Tarantinos of feet is too many. So A Tarantino is a measure of, uh, of how many feet. Very fitting today. Very fitting. I believe one Tarantino is five foot shots per movie. Yeah. <laughs>